Welcome back to another Mock Draft episode of All Things Football. Today we have Mock Draft 2.0, where we're going to draft the whole first round a second time now. Post free agency, post some recent signings, post pro days, a lot of action has been going on. So looking forward to see how we can adjust our first our first mock draft that we did here in round um, in round one to our 2.0 version here. Chase, how you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling good, right? This is this is about where you want to do your mock drafts. Pro days are over. You've had plenty of time to eval your players. We're about we're you know a couple weeks out from the draft itself. This is this is going to be a good one. Yeah, I like it. It'll be interesting to see kind of what we come up with based off our first um, mock. If you haven't seen that yet, um, go ahead and check that out. The link is down here um, in the description. So check out uh, Mock Draft 1.0 here before you check out 2.0, kind of see where we differ, kind of what happens. So the difference here with this one is, is um, so the first mock, Chase did odds, I did evens. Today we're swapping it. I got odds, Chase gets evens. So we'll kind of see how we differ there with those picks and see kind of how the board falls and and kind of how our evaluations have changed. I know my evaluations on some players have changed. Chase, I'm sure yours um, has changed as well. So super excited to see it. So without further ado, let's go and get started. The Carolina Panthers are on the clock. We're going to get started here. So, all righty. So listen, I want it on record that Bryce Young is QB1 in this draft for me. And I think he is the, the pick here that the Panthers should take. It seems the overall consensus has been CJ Stroud. Now I see it's kind of shifting towards Bryce Young. If it's me and if I'm in this spot, I'm taking Bryce Young. Okay, I haven't heard or seen any argument when we're talking about CJ Young over Bryce Young saying that CJ Stroud is the better quarterback of the two. All I've heard about is he's the safe pick. You know, his size is good, all this different stuff. Obviously, he's talented, but I've never heard anybody make the claim that CJ Stroud is better than Bryce Young. So I'm not looking to play it safe. I'm looking to win championships. And for that, I needed the best player available, the best quarterback. And to me, that's Bryce Young. I'm picking him here. Yep, I, I can't argue with that. You know, I, th I think uh, if you're just going off the Georgia game, CJ Stroud, you know, if you just take that one game, he looked like the best quarterback entering this draft. But then you go back and watch the – the whole season and he doesn't look like a bad quarterback by any means, but not up to the par where, uh, you know, he may be worthy of the first round. You can't argue with that Bryce Young take. So that means I'm on the clock now as the Texans GM, and I'm going to go for a little loop here. And I'm saying if I'm the Texans, we're a rebuilding franchise. We really don't have all the pieces together. Why get a quarterback that's a, that has a very kind of low ceiling and stout. I'm going Anthony Richardson. Oh. I'm taking the swing. Taking the swing big. The 49ers, where D'Amico Ryans came from, wanted to get a mobile guy anyway. They traded three first for Trey Lance. I think the same could be said with Anthony Richardson, only more potential than Lance, right? Lance only had a season. Richardson had a season. He balled out better than Lance. I say the te Texans take the uh, potential home run pick. That's a big swing there at number two, a big swing at number two. But honestly, that, that would fall great here for maybe some of these other teams that are looking for quarterbacks here. So Arizona Cardinals here. Um, so this draft, right, we're not doing any trades. I do think that this is a potential trade pick here. I would I would anticipate the Cardinals trading out. But in this case, we're not going to do that. We're going to keep them here. And so for me, this is still just one of those things where it's kind of like a no-brainer. The Cardinals are, are weak everywhere, um, but especially on the defense after losing – you know, J.J. Watt retires. They've had some people leave in free agency. So to get Will Anderson Jr. here, the best edge rusher here in this class, 
um, is, is a no-brainer. You, you got to do it here. If, if you're going to stay here at pick three, this is the pick. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's. I think that's a lock. If he's if if the Cardinals are there at three, it's it's uh, Anderson. So now we've got the Colts, and they can go a lot of ways, right? They they kind of need some help everywhere. You know, they got a blue chip player. I've seen a lot of that thrown around with Jalen Carter, but I am going with the quarterback that we mocked number one overall in our first one, C.J. Stout. Yeah, if, if this would fall perfectly here for the Colts, if this is if this yes. is the draft board here up to when they get picked, and so um, definitely definitely a no brainer there. And so here, pick number five for the Seattle Seahawks. Not necessarily a slide, but the Jalen Carter Carter slide stops here. The Seahawks are in need of help on the defensive side. Um, Jalen Carter is, you know, a top two defensive player here in this draft. I know there's been a lot of um, you know, off-season issues there, and we'll see how that all plays out leading up to it. But as of right now, with everything, I you know I feel comfortable with how the the Seahawks have been able to draft players, develop players, and I think Pete Carroll, you know, in his defensive scheme, can let Jalen Carter really feed there. Um, you can have a, a strong defensive tackle there in the NFC West, uh, which is one of the best divisions in all of football. Yeah, yeah, and a great spot for him to land. Right, he has off the field issues, but. Uh what a better per- person to get him back online than Pete Carroll, right? He took, he takes in a lot of those guys that have a little bit of a uh, question marks around their name and kind of just keeps them on the straight and narrow. So we here with the lions and I'm going with the last consensus blue chip defensive player, Devon Witherspoon from the, from uh, the El- fighting Illini, Illinois. I think he's a very Dan Campbell guy, right? Bite your kneecap off. He plays the run very well. He likes to press the white wide receivers. I think he is just the pick here. I think that's what they have to do. Will Levis is not a huge upgrade over their quarterback right now, golf. So I think they just kind of ride out the picks. I like it. So I'm actually going to go, I'm going to go cornerback here. I'm going to take um, cornerback Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon here for the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, this is just simple. And the fact is that the Raiders defense is trash, but especially their defensive backs. Right. They do have some promising, you know, players up front. You know, they have Max Crosby. They have Chandler Jones. So they do have, you know, pass rush there available. Um, good, solid players. But what they lack is um, their defensive backs. It's completely decimated. The talent is just not there. They need to get better. Christian Gonzalez, day one starter, likely defensive rookie of the year candidate. Uh, I know your quarterback one of the class. And so yes. my, my quarterback two. So we're both very high on them. And so this is just a pick here. People might be tempted maybe to go with Will Levis here, but they've locked in with Jimmy G at least for the next three years. They aren't in need of a quarterback here. So unless they just love one of these quarterbacks, right, they decide to trade up for one or they take Will Levis or, you know, whoever it is that falls to them here, they could do that. Um, but to be able to to, to pass up on, on a player like Christian Gonzalez when that's the most position in need is just foolish. So the Raiders will probably do it. Um, but in this case, um, in this case, we're taking Christian Gonzalez here for the Raiders. Yeah, I, I, that's a great pick, right? The only cornerback that's worth a hoot is Nate Hobbs on that team. And he's more of a slot guy anyway, slot cornerback, not an outside that Christian Gonzalez could be. I really like that pick. But now with the Falcons on the clock, right? I'm going to, I'm going to vote to give Desmond Riddler a chance, Ritter a chance. And I'm going with the six, seven defensive end from Texas tech, Tyree Wilson. They need a lot of help on that defensive front. And they've been burned in the past by taking very small 
kind of uh, agile guys and Vic Beasley and Tack McKinley. So I think this time they just go with the guy who we projected to be a uh, top five pick in our last mock draft. I'm going with him at number eight. I like it. So this, yeah. So um, I like I like that pick. the The Falcons were second to last in sacks last year, so they definitely need help rushing the passer. And so um, Tyre Wilson can definitely get out of it. I'm staying here. I'm staying here in the pass rusher. So the Bears here are an interesting situation. Um, they can go, you know, they can go tackle. They can go pass rusher here. Um, but I just think when I think of Bears, I think of defense. And so for me, I'm going to get a guy that can get after the quarterback um, here on the defensive line. And so I'm going Lucas Van Ness. Um, here to the Chicago Bears at pick number nine. Oh, man, that's a, that's a good player they're getting there. You know, it doesn't have to move <laughs> that far from Iowa City to uh, Chicago. So right now we've got the Philadelphia Eagles, and this is a pretty hard pick, but I think they are going to go with Jackson Smith Najigba from Ohio State. Give them that final defensive – or not defense, final offensive piece – Perfect slot guy. They already got two guys to play the X and Y in their offense with uh, AJ Brown and uh, Devon. No, not uh, Devonte Smith. That's who that is. And so I think this would just complete that offensive line. And with that other pick, they can address their other kind of areas and needs that they don't really have. So I think that would be a perfect pairing with Fields or Hertz would just be able to pass that ball all over the place. That's a, that's a big time get right there. It'll be interesting to see if, if that's really how they go. But I mean, I like to pick that to me. That's to me though. That's kind of more of one of those, um, um, luxury picks, yeah. um, getting, getting wide receiver there. I think there are probably better positions of need there, but still, um, would be very deadly in Jalen Hurts to, to run up the scoreboard every single Sunday. So, um, That'll be, that would be that'd be fun, a high-flying offense for sure. So here now pick number 11. Um, so it's interesting here that we haven't had an offensive lineman go yet. Um, so it'll be interesting. It's so interesting there. So here we're going to take an offensive lineman here, and we're going to take um, we're going to take Paris Johnson Jr. here um, out of Ohio State. So Titans have a lot of work they need to do on both sides of the ball, but specifically on the offensive line. You know, Taylor Juan is gone, so they have an opening there. The offensive line just hasn't been very good. Um, the you know, the offensive line is super important there, and it just it just hasn't been there um, the past couple of seasons. And so to get uh, my top tackle here um, in in the draft, and so the reason I was just so you just you know for more clarity, why I'm taking Paris Johnson Jr. One, he's my tackle, but two, NFL scouts are saying that um, Peter Skaronski, even though he played tackle, he's injuring his tackle, is most likely going to play guard, play guard. Um, yep. in his NFL career. So the the Titans are in need of a tackle, not a guard. And so we're going Paris Johnson Jr. here for the Titans. Yep, yep. I, I like that pick a lot. I think he is very, very talented. He moved at his pro day like a tight end. He even made a CJ Stout, you know, stop throwing and watch him a little bit move. He was crazy. So I've got the Texans back on the clock. There's a lot of ways I could go about this. You know, we can get uh, we can get Quentin Johnston, the guy for Anthony Richardson to throw to. But I think I'm going with... Brian Branch, safety from Alabama. I think he is that that perfect defensive piece that D'Amico Ryans can just move around wherever he goes. He can rush the passer if needs to. He can watch the middle of the field. He can play slot cornerback. He can play outside cornerback. He's a safety. He can play safety, obviously. I think it will be interesting in the hands of that that very talented defensive line of D'Amico. I mean, yeah, so that would be interesting. They have um, some good pieces there. Jimmy War, I believe, came over. They have Devin Singletary from last year. 
Um, so a strong back end shaping up in Brian Branch. I know if you've seen any of our mock drafts, we were extremely high on Brian Branch. Um, so to him to go into you know a good solid defensive scheme like that with Miko Ryan's could, could be very beneficial for him to to kind of break out even sooner than maybe some other people are having him break out. So interesting interesting spot there is. Um, as a tech man, Texas just have a lot of holes to fill. So they plug one there with, with Brian Branch. So we've got the Jets here on pick number 13. Um, and so this is going here. Um, what I have here for the Jets is I'm actually pairing them up uh, with another defensive lineman here. And so I'm going to go with Kalija Cansey out of Pittsburgh. Going to pair him up uh, next to Queen and Williams. They don't really have a clear-cut starter next to him. So trying to bulk up that defensive line, uh, I just I just I think their defense is going to be their strong point. Uh, I'm assuming you know the Aaron Rodgers trade is going to go through, and so that's going to take really that's going to take care of the offensive deficiencies that they've been having. They won a lot of their games last season due to their defense, and so to bulk up there on the defensive yeah. line, um, I think is crucial here. And so being able to get uh, this is one of the evaluations. You know, if you look at the first mock draft, we had him late, late. Um, almost kept falling out of the first round, and here he goes in the top 15. Uh, so my evaluation on him has changed quite a bit, actually, kind of looking at that. And so I, I like this pick here as the Jets, you know, as Robert Sala tries to build up that defense to compete in a, in a very competitive division, I think might be the best division, especially with Aaron Rodgers in the, in the AFC. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That's a, that'd be a deadly front with Cansey uh, and Williams coming at you. Williams already was a beast last year, kind of tore up the Packers when they come and they came into Lambeau was kind of the single reason they won that game. So that would be a, a, just a crazy defensive tackle duo with them too. So now we've got the Jets division rivals, the Patriots on the clock. There's a lot of things I could do here. Again, I can give Mac his true wide receiver one in Quentin Johnston. But I'm going with a very Bill Belichick move. I'm drafting Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame, a tight end. Just a very, uh, I think, a Bill Belichick guy, you know, straight straight up, straight and narrow, can block, can catch. Bill loves to pick tight ends. He, I think he's drafted like four of them in the last two years or something like that, three years maybe. So yeah, I know they already have Hunter Henry, but I think Michael Mayer can just add to that even more. Wow, that's, that's it. I mean, that's classic Bill Belichick where he picks some random position or some random player um, to go in there. Somebody that no, you know, I mean, Michael Meyer is a beast and, you know, people might have him ranked that high, um, but, but Bill Belichick is very weird like that where he'll take people that really nobody has ranked in round one or that yeah. high and, and go after him. Get him. So definitely an, an odd, you know, odd pick there for, for the Patriots, but definitely one that, that could, could be successful to give, give Max some help. Now we have your Green Bay Packers here, so this is going to be this is going to be you know interesting here. So would the Packers you know draft a wide receiver here, something they never did with Aaron Rodgers to give help with Jordan Love? Because who who are the Packers receivers right now? I mean, Alan Lazard just left. Uh, Randall Cobb looks like he's done. I mean, they just don't have very good depth at all in the receiver position yeah. as far as weapon goes. So who are they gonna who are they gonna throw to? Um, Christian Watson, obviously, um, coming off a breakout, you know, end of end of the season, um, where he finally kind of figured it out and turned on the Jets. And so, um, a lot of different a lot of different things here that the that the Packers could do. But I am going to give them wide receiver. They're going to break the mold. They're going to break what what they haven't done before. And I'm going to give them Quentin Johnston, uh, wide receiver out of TCU. 
Yeah, I don't hate that. He's a very Packer guy. They like to draft big uh, athletes, and uh, Quentin Johnson hits both of those categories, right? Maybe not the most fluent at the catch point or something like this, but it's funny that the Packers are draft, you know, kind of a spit in the face of Rodgers, right? You want to go in your darkness and not talk to us? We'll give Jordan Love a first-round wide receiver. So I love it. So now we've got the Washington Commanders, and this team is very tricky because they don't know what they're doing, right? They're they're signing uh, Carson Wentz. They're dropping Carson Wentz. They're uh, going through uh, ownership change, maybe. They signed Eric Bieniemy as uh, assistant head coach, offensive coordinator. And so you give him a tool, but they already kind of have tools. They're going to run Sam Howell as, as that quarterback. But I think they're going with inside offensive lineman Osiris Torrance. Washington's kind of notorious for bulking up on the on the lines, the defense and offensive line. And I think he is the best one in this class. I know Peter Shronsky could play anywhere, but I, I think they get a guy that's absolutely going to be a guard and they're going to stick with him. I like I like the pick. I think I think that's that's the pick that they kind of got to get that. So now we've got the Steelers here on the clock. Now this is going to be going to be interesting pick here because the way the board has fallen. I know if you've seen our Steelers mock draft that Joey Porter Jr. is still there, um, but you know that would be a, a very good pick, a very good pairing. But I think they could still get value with um, later later on at the cornerback position. I think the biggest need here is going to be the offensive tackle position that they have here. So um, what I'm going to do is, is I'm going ahead and, and look at here, the, the offensive tackles here that we have. And I want to give Anton Harris to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I like that. I, I'm really high on Anton Harris. He's just a big mountain of a man. I really like Mr. Anton out of Oklahoma. Right now we've got the Lions back on the clock after getting their blue chip cornerback Devon Witherspoon. I am going to give them a a offensive help in De, uh, Dalton Kincaid, someone to replace Hawkinson. Uh, Dan Campbell is a tight end himself. I think he'll be able to unlock the receiving threat that Kincaid poses. Give uh, Jared Goff a safety blanket there and can stretch the field on the rack ability. So I think that's just a walk in the park. They were able to get a top tight end at eighteen after trading away a probably a top 10 tight end in Hawkinson. Yeah. And to their division rivals, no less. That's, I was, that was a weird trade. Um, so here with, with the Tampa Buccaneers, um, here, the, the Skaronsky slide is going to stop. Um, the, okay. the Bucks need to, need to, to rebuild the offensive line. They've had some people that have left um, in free agencies of years past. They've had some injuries there. Um, they're not really sure what they're doing at the quarterback position but I'm not sold on Will Levis here for them. They're not sold on Kyle Trask. They have Baker Mayfield as the option, but um, defense, defense needs help too. So there's a lot of different things, but um, I think shoring up the, the offensive line here with Skaronsky here um, is, is going to be important for them. And so his slide is going to stop here and he's going to go to Tampa. Yeah, and Tampa's got a, a great offensive line, but they can put him anywhere, right? If he doesn't make it as a tackle, they can move him inside. If he does make it as a tackle, then they got a tackle, right? They're kind of an offensive line. They they can kind of fit him in where needed. They can try him at tackle if that doesn't work. No loss, right? Move him to guard. I like that pick. But here is well where the Will Levis slide stops. Whoa. They, uh, 
the Seattle Seahawks were able to get one of the best players in this draft and Jalen Carter early and still at pick 20, a couple million dollars later, they were able to get their QB potentially of the future, right? They got Gino for three, for three more years. They don't, he doesn't have, Will Levis doesn't have to play a snap this year and they can work on his mechanics, try to get him, you know, send him to that Josh Allen school of accuracy, right? Get him comfortable in the pocket where he kind of collapsed during this season. So I think this is where, Will Levis stops. Big slide from we had him at seven last uh, last mock we did. Now all the way to twenty, but I think it's a better situation for him. So I like it. So um, interesting taking a pick. I mean, on, on Will Levis. So of all the spots to go to, though, I think that would be one of the, one of the better spots. Um, kind of for the reasons that you mentioned. I don't think Will Levis is going to be able to to go to any NFL offense and start. You know, day one, and so be able to sit and kind of mature a bit and everything i think it's gonna be important for him so that'd be that'd be a good fit um for him you know if he was to go in the first round now we have the los angeles chargers here on the clock a lot of different ways that they can go here to where the, the board has fallen here um but i think um for me i think it's 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 pretty simple here uh the chargers um they're gonna need um oops, they're gonna need wide receiver help um, we, we talked about this a, a lot. They, they have the most expensive wide receiver room um, with between Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Both of them get injured, especially Keenan Allen, just not being able to stay on the field and it costs them games. Um, and so they need to get, you know, younger, cheaper and more depth at that position. Um, and so to me, I think this is this is a no brainer. Um, they're going to get Zay Flowers here. Um, which has slowly for me worked up to be my wide receiver two here in this draft class. So I'm very Hanze Flowers, if he, that he's fallen this far, um, would, would be a, a steal here for the Chargers. Yeah, yeah, I, th I think that's a good fit, right? Someone to stretch the floor. They don't really have that. Mike Williams is supposed to be that, never really lived up to it. Keenan probably runs the same 40 I do at this point in time. So uh, I like the, the Zay Flowers pick there. Now we've got the Baltimore Ravens. And they, they need wide receiver help just as bad as the ch Chargers, right? They really don't have anyone. They have Bateman, who look like a stud but can't stay healthy. They just did a big signing with uh, Odell coming over. But we're going to ignore the wide receivers, and we are going Deontay Banks, cornerback from Maryland. I like him a lot. I think he's my wide he's my cornerback three in this draft class. Um, he's just slowly moving up up the up the ranks for me. He performed at this pro day, performed at the combine. So just uh, kind of get a, get a stud there to per, put opposite side of uh, Humphreys and uh, get that defense that they're known for, right? That's really their bread and butters, that Ravens defense and that division that really doesn't have a clear-cut winner besides the Bengals, right? They have to play Joey Bosa. They're going to have to play Deshaun Watson. Maybe Kenny Pickett pans out, so they need someone who can cover those wide receivers. I like it. And so here we have the Minnesota Vikings here on the clock. So a lot of different ways that they can go. Um, but the way that this board has fallen, the Minnesota Vikings need to get better on defense. A hundred percent need to get better on defense. There's, there's the defense was just so bad last year. Um, their offense bailed them out. A lot of those close games, um, their offense was able to bail them out. Justin Jefferson was able to make those incredible catches, uh, but the defense needs to get better. And so, um, losing um, Patrick Peterson here, um, you know, a veteran to bring in a young guy there with Brian Flores now as a defensive coordinator, and Joy Porter Jr. is going to go to the Minnesota Vikings to help strengthen 
uh, very, very poor defense in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, I like I like that pick, right? Porter's a great coverage guy, great man guy. Brian Flores runs a lot of man. He runs a lot of cornerback uh, blitzes that Joey Porter can help out on. So that's a nice slot for Joey Porter to fall. Now we got the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, Jaguars, they have they have a lot of slots, right? They've got a lot of just average players balling out for them, right? Christian Kirk, uh, Evan Ingram's balling out. They've got a first-round running back, so you can stay away from kind of the offense. Going defensive help, going Nolan Smith from Georgia. They just lost Arden Key, which played kind of a big part in pressures and sacks for them last year. I think Nolan Smith is just a more explosive, maybe less refined and physical strength, but more explosive athlete than Arden Key was, and I think he'll fit into that role just perfectly. Yeah, a speedy, a speedy light guy there off the edge. Um, I think I think is a good pickup for for the Jaguars and somebody who who know firsthand how important it is to get to the quarterback. I mean, they went to they went to Arrowhead and lost. They couldn't get after Mahomes. Um, what it mattered even at I mean, they got to him once and injured his <laughs> yeah. ankle um, and they just couldn't get it done. He was able to go in there on, on one ankle and, and win the whole thing. So um, definitely getting getting a, a, a player of need there on defensive side of the ball to help because um, you're going to have to go through those quarterbacks. And so a, a great a great fit exactly. there. Um, here on the Giants, so the Giants, they've obviously they, they've committed to Daniel Jones. So Daniel Jones is the quarterback of the future, whether, you know, whether we like it or not. I'm not big <laughs> on Daniel Jones. Um, yeah, but yeah, something yeah. that Janet Jones hasn't had is legitimate wide receiver weapons. And so we're going to change that here. So as they've committed there to, um, to Daniel Jones, they're going to double down on that and then get him a true, uh, I wouldn't say wide receiver one, but a true weapon at, at a wide receiver with the ability to become wide receiver one. They're going to take Jordan Addison here uh, for the Giants. Yeah, that's good. That's a good place, right? He's going to get a lot of targets because he's really not fighting for him. Maybe with Waller a little bit and Saquon, but a good place for him to go. And that's about about the his skill level. You know, dictates dictates about that area the clock. So now we're going to the Cowboys division, or the I'm sorry, we're going to the Cowboys, the Giants division rival. And this is a Jerry Jones pick. If I've ever seen a Jerry Jones pick, we're going to stay in state and go to running back Bijan Robinson. From Texas. Yep, this There's is, not much I can say about this. This is Jerry Jones doing Jerry Jones things. Great yeah, player, think, blue chip. Yeah, I think I think that's the pick, especially after you know um, Zeke left there. Um, there's a there's a hole there. I, I mean, I would I don't expect Bijan to fall this far actually. So I mean, I think the Cowboys really want him. They're going to have to go up and get him. I don't know if they would trade up to draft a running back, but Jerry Jones has done some crazy things before. And so I wouldn't put it past him. But I think as far as a fit of watching Bijan dominate in, in the league and, and be be successful, I think the Cowboys are one of the top three teams I, I'd like to see him at to, to see him be successful. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, and now we have the Buffalo Bills. Now the Bills here are going to be interesting because they can do a, a lot of different things here. But um, for me, um, it's I'm going to stick here um, with the defense. They brought in Von Miller, and it looked like it was going to be the AFC was the Bills to lose. And then, obviously, with the injury to Von Miller, they just couldn't kind of put it together at the end, and they, and they kind of fizzled out. Defense kind of lost its luster. The offense kind of underperformed um, throughout the end stretch of the season. And so, uh, to be able to to strengthen that defense, you know, add depth and um, get in there. And so, I'm going to go with um, edge rusher here, Miles Murphy. 
out of Clemson to the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty high on Miles Murphy. I wasn't, and then the more I look at him, the more he's growing on me. He reminds me a lot of a raw Rashawn Gary coming out of college. So I, that's that'd be a good fit for him. Now we've got the Bengals, the team that beat the Bills in the playoffs. And I am going to do something that, that the Bengals just refuse to do is get protection for Joe Burrow. I am giving them Broderick Jones from Georgia as an offensive tackle, just kind of helping. You know, they, they tried to pay all these guys to come over. Really wasn't great last year. They, they brought uh, Orlando Brown over to play left tackle. They're, they want to move uh, their former first-round pick, Jonah Williams, to right tackle. He doesn't want to. He requested a trade. I think they just don't even worry about Jonah Williams because he doesn't look too great anyway, and they just bring in another tackle to protect Joey B. Yeah, I mean, they, they have to. Um, they, they, they just have to. That's been the reason why they've lost, you know, the last two playoff games was, you know, either depleted offensive line or, or they just didn't have the talent. You know, they tried to fix it last year. And, and they might have done it, but injuries hit them and just they couldn't come in with that depth and, and fill the void um, there for the playoff stretch. And so, um, you know, to get, you know, any tackle in there, one of these top tier tackles, just to provide that depth, even if they're not starting, um, it's just crucial for them. And so it they they haven't been able to do it. I just don't know how much longer they can they can go with without doing it. And so I think this is, is the draft to do it, especially picking here at pick 28. You can get quality, quality players this late in the draft at the offensive tackle position this year, and, and you got to do it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Got to do it. So now we have the New Orleans Saints, courtesy of the Denver Broncos up here at pick number 29. And so the Saints here, um, the Saints are need to get better on defense as well. They've lost a lot of players on the defensive line. Um, both interior and edge. We're going to bulk up the interior here. We're going to take Brian Breesy out of Clemson. Yeah, I figured that was the guy to go. That's who I wanted next pick. He is, he, he, it's kind of, you know, right after the season, he was a top 10 guy, kind of started to slide, had a decent pro day, not the greatest combine. So um, I'll be surprised if he actually stays around this area and doesn't rise up a couple other draft boards, but uh, he'll be a quality, quality player in the NFL. So now we've got, the Super Bowl losers in Philadelphia Eagles, and I am giving them. I just have it. Where'd it go? I'm giving them some inside line help. I'm going Steve Avela from TCU. I'm normally not a fan of drafting inside line in the first round, but at pick 30, with that's probably your biggest need, uh, meaning that uh, um, I, um, Isaac Semalu just left. Right, he was a he was your starter for all games last year. Jason Kelsey looks like he's on on the back end of his season, so you won't have him around. Cam Jurgens is there, but he's mostly a center. So why don't you just grab a guy that you can plug and play right into that uh, offensive line? Oh, I like it. So um, definitely adding, kind of doing what the Eagles do, where they kind of draft today for tomorrow. Um, and Steve Avila is is a quality player there. He's gonna he's got um, you know experience you know a center and guard there and so to fill the interior offensive line work behind you know those players that they have there with the offensive line coach and obviously be mentored by the likes of jason kelsey um can't complain if you're if you're steve avila there so um great pick there as they do that so now we have the last pick of the draft here the defending super bowl champions the kansas city chiefs who will be picking in kansas city 
electric it's be electric <laughs> um and so there's a lot of different ways that that can go here obviously um defense they could go defense they can get the pass rate best pass rusher available i mean go offense they can look at, at offensive line maybe maybe a receiver here a lot of different ways here they can go but um the more the more i've thought about it the more i've kind of marinated in it and and and, and just really just try to to think about you know the playoffs here in the future and what's gonna help them continue to be successful um and for me we're taking my boy darnell right 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 tackle out of tennessee a true right tackle which is the position of need that the chiefs need most desperately on the offensive line be able to put him in there i think he could be a day one starter obviously you can talk about coming in adding competition to to the line we have some other players there lucas nyang could be there um he's kind of potentially the starter as of right now um, but to get a guy like Darnell Wright in there uh, would just would just be huge. Sure up, you know the book and tackles have a, we have an amazing interior offensive line. We would have the best offensive line in the NFL, hands down. I, I no debate if if that happened. And so yeah. um, pick up some position of values there in the later round. There's going to be some edge rushers still available. It's a deep class. Um, they have some picks that they can use. They can maneuver up the board if needed to to grab a guy. And so I'm not too worried about that. Um, but I think showing up that protection the offensive line there for Patrick Mahomes um, is is going to be the, the utmost important. Obviously, you can think maybe go defense there because the defense hasn't been as good. Um, but when you have Patrick Mahomes, he's proven you don't need it to be. So we can get good positions of value later on in the draft and have, you know, just a sure thing there at right tackle. Super pumped if that's the pick there for the Chiefs. Yeah, no, I, I think that would be phenomenal. Just kind of the same thing we said about the Bengals, right? The only thing that can beat the Chiefs is Pat Mahomes not being their quarterback. So I think uh, protecting him should be priority number one. And uh, you'll have to go through a lot of great quarterbacks and a lot of great pass rushers, right? In this draft, uh, the Bills are getting a pass rusher. The uh, Bengals have a couple guys that rush the passer pretty well. Right. The Dolphins have that dynamic pass rush. The Jags grabbed the pass rusher in this draft and already had that great defensive line. So you're going to need to protect yourself if you want to see you back at the Super Bowl. And Darner Wright's gone up against the best, too. I mean, you saw the reps that he did against Will Anderson Jr. from Alabama in that game mm -hmm. this past season. He's 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 proven himself. You know, that's the best rusher in this class. Um, and so he's he's definitely more than proven himself. So super amped if that's the pick but take a look here at our first round just some some post draft um thoughts um from me chase what are you seeing here um that kind of sticks out to you yeah i really like the uh kalijah Kansi to the jets pick that we had at 13 that is a phenomenal pairing with him and williams i can't get over how monster that defensive uh front would be and that's you know we talked about it when we draft when you drafted him but uh we stopped you know last time we had him almost sliding out of the first round this time we've got him in the top 15. I think that shows to his uh, value that he's put in over this uh, the pro day combine, stuff like that. And another guy that uh, is uh, Bryce Young, right? At, when we did our first mock, we had CJ Stout. It was an easy run in the draft card. That's who they wanted to draft. The Carolina Panthers, even if they want CJ Stout, they're doing a good job of getting a smoke screen over who they're, who they're wanting, right? There could be any of those. Those two, I've seen Anthony Richardson has has a visit scheduled to go visit the Panthers. So uh, the pa uh, the Panthers doing a really good job of kind of concealing who they're who they want and uh, 
you know, trying to get the Texans to bait up and uh, come up and grab the guy they want. So what, what do you think about our, our mock? Yeah. So for me looking here, I think, um, uh, I, I think the most, the most interesting pick I think that we had here for me looking at it was the Michael Meyer to the Patriots pick. Um, that was to me more one of those kind of like luxury picks to where I think there's a lot more positions of need that, that the Patriots have, um, you know, but he decided to go Michael Meyer, but he's, he's a playmaker. I mean, he's going to make plays. Mac Jones does need help. Um, he'll have an actual offensive coordinator um, this season. And we see how, you know, elite tight ends can, can change the way you play the game. And you look at Kelsey, look at Kittle. Um, so it's not too far out of the question. It's just it it's just an interesting pick that, you know, out of the, some of the other players that we've had still available, especially on the defensive side of the ball, um, like the likes of Joey Porter was still available there at that point. I think the cornerbacks or defensive backs would probably be the most position of need or even a tackle. And so it's just interesting that, you know, the tight end was the, was the pick there at 14 for me. Yeah, I, I would. And my thinking, I was thinking that uh, Bill loves to draft tight ends. And also, you know, he's trying to recreate, he grabbed that uh, kind of stationary, white not very strong arm quarterback you know trying to make mac out to be tom brady and a tom and you know he had the most success when tom was throwing to gronk and i think michael myers not gronk light like for sure but definitely a game changer at tight end so i think he'll just see that matchup and, and go straight to that well there you have it folks this was our all things football mock draft 2.0 let us know in the comments your thoughts um where we went wrong, where we went right. Uh, maybe you really like some picks. Maybe you really don't like some picks. Maybe we had a player really fall on our draft board that you have ranked much higher. Let us go ahead and hear it. We love hearing your thoughts and your comments about you know what you think you know we're doing here. So definitely go ahead and drop those thoughts in the comments. Um, keep um, looking at our, our other mock drafts that we have. We have available. We've got Packers, Chiefs, Steelers, Cowboys, Eagles. A lot of individual mocks out. We're coming out with some more mocks, individual team mocks here coming up next week. Um, and obviously, as we get closer to the draft, um, the Monday before the draft, we'll have our final official mock draft 3.0 about what we what we think is going to happen as as we approach the draft here. So lots of kind of review and marinate as we go um, throughout the rest. But keep keep liking, keep commenting on the videos. We'd love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe um, to keep um, get notified whenever we come out with some new content. Really appreciate the love we've had so far. Um, super excited to keep bringing you some football content with just two dudes, two cousins who love talking football, and we can just share that with you. So appreciate all the support. We'll see you next time here on All, all Things Football. Things football.